0: On this episode of A State of Control, we talk about residential versus commercial programming. What are the skill sets you need for both? And what does success look like? All that and more, next on A State of Control.
1: The network for the AV
2: industry. What are you listening to? This.
3: This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: State of Control is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, company like Milestone A.V.
3: A state of control.
0: A state of control. This is A State of Control, episode 23, recorded Monday, March 21st, 2016 stay between the bumpers. This is State of Control, the monthly look at control and automation segment of the AV industry. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us this month is Mr. Bernard Morgan from ICS Plus. Hello, sir.
1: Hey, how are you doing today?
0: Doing well. Also with us is Uncle Richie, my brother from San Francisco, Richard Fergoza, Fergoza Design. How are you, sir?
2: Doing good. Mellow West Coast greetings. Mellow. And uh, it's even afternoon for me for once out here. It
0: is. <laughs> it means Uncle Richie's out of his pajamas. I, well. <laughs>
2: Stop it. That last, I wore a shirt this time. <laughs> you have a shirt
0: on. Yes. Thank you. And he's combed his hair. Also yes. with us. <laughs> if yes. you've never watched the show, Rich is bald. Um, I, <laughs> have
2: a, I have an aesthetically pleasing cranial shape. Yes. This
0: is the exact definition. We'll go with that. Um, also with us uh, is Steve Greenblatt from Control Concepts. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing great. Good to be back.
0: Good deal. All right. So so here's an interesting uh, topic for this month, and then this is what we're going to talk about just so you know, uh, residential versus con- uh, commercial, resi versus pro programming. And it, it's interesting to me because we've, we've recently started a, a residential-focused uh, weekly news program. AV, or AV Nation started with AV Week, right? It was it was our weekly wrap up of all things AV news. Uh, Rich was was one of our actually. Rich was the reason we started in the in the first place. Him and Bradford Ben, uh, Steve's been on for for a number of years. And about six months ago, we're like, you know what? We've got a lot of residential uh, listeners. We've got a lot of residential stories. Let's kind of break these two apart. We have Resi, and we have Pro. So our Pro program uh, for news and information is is AV Week. Happens every Friday. Um, Resi Week, which is what we started, which we we ended up calling it, is is, happens on Monday again. Looks at the news of the week, and in doing this, it's been a great education for me personally uh, because I've 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 needed to as as the producer and and the host of the show, I've needed to immerse myself in this part of the industry that I've never really had to before. We've covered CDF for the last couple of years. We've we've got a lot of, of folks that are that are help us out. Like I said, Rich is is has been on board with Aviation Nation since the very beginning. This is what they do, and 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 I've never really got this interaction on this level before. So this is kind of cool. And, and and as Steve and I were talking about what kind of shows to do, this one kind of popped up. I'm like, let's do this because this this right now is is at least. Um, as far as aviation goes, it, it's a it's a it fits very nicely in, in what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, so, Rich, I'm going to start with you uh, because you are uh, you are our token uh, resi guy on, on this show. Um, the First question is, I, I guess the, the best way to ask this is, what is the main significant differences between programming a, a residential System and a commercial system.
2: Uh, it's it's process and it's the end user. Um, in a commercial environment, there is typically, in most cases, there is typically a uh, a designer involved or a specifier involved, uh, and so there is a scope of work that's been generated, and it is a purpose driven result you know either for a boardroom or a huddle space or or whatever they have And, and you have a and you have a lot of different users who may or may not be um who may not be familiar with the equipment and may not even have a vested interest in the system itself in residential um you're dealing with somebody's house you're dealing with an extension of their personality everything from the interior design the decor How they interact with it, and more importantly, you're dealing with somebody's personality, and it's it's very different dealing with somebody on a personal level with uh, this program, which is an extension of their home, as somebody who has an extension of their business.
0: Okay, real quickly, hang on. I'm going to interrupt real quickly. Explain the personality part. Why, Why does personality matter?
2: In residential I, I always joke that as the technology advisor um, I spend more time being an armchair psychologist for my clients
0: than right. I do actually
2: performing any work and and a, a big part of it is is that you are in a private space and you know and I would just say simply it's like when when you have a worker come in to do any type of construction or home remodeling or even just somebody who you know comes in to hook up your cable. There's an there's that sense of that invasion of privacy. You know, you are coming into somebody's space, and it is a a at times a delicate process. The other part tends to be scheduling too. If your video conferencing or your codec system or you know, I'm not going to say a knock because the knocks you know 24/7, but but say your huddle space or a meeting space isn't quite right um, at three o'clock on Friday afternoon people will either, you know, people will be perturbed, but they're not necessarily going to be storming down the gates at that point. If on Saturday afternoon and client comes in and system has an issue, you're going to be getting a much different call at that point. So there is a threshold um, in terms of what the client response is going to be as well. I mean, it, it is definitely a lot more, there's a bit more hand and and there is is a matter of, of be, be availability. Um, you know, we find that our commercial projects, fortunately, in most cases, are typical working day projects. You know, eight o'clock to five o'clock, yeah. Monday to Friday. If something happens on a weekend, typically you already know that that's a special event, and you you have the ability to prepare before beforehand for it. In residential, you know, people have birthday parties or barbecues or an Oscars party or you know they're they're hosting um an event and and there's a a different set of expectations and potentially um kind of the 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 ringing of the sky is falling at times and and i think that there are it's a matter of disposition i think in residential you go in knowing that that's part of it and that is what you are agreeing and signing on to and i think that that is um part of what what makes People who focus on the residential side get, get good at what they do. Commercial people, I think, can do it as well. But I think that it is absolutely a shifting of gears. And I think for residential, yes, it, you know, you may not necessarily be able to deal as well with the fact that you may not have access to the final decision maker when you're working with a spec. Okay. So you don't necessarily have the freedom and the creativity or. And again, the West Coast Five and the Resley side, but you know the craftsmanship of my art, man, uh, <laughs> and the deliverable. But that is a huge, huge thing. Um, and you know, I mean, we have residential projects where we deal with owners' representatives, and 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 we have instances where we've never met the client. You know, we 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 just we deal strictly with an intermediary. But that tends to be the exception to the rule. Um, whereas where I find that in commercial or enterprise, you're dealing with not an individual. You're dealing with a group. You're dealing with a technology manager. You're dealing with somebody who, although they are making recommendations, may not be the final decision maker. So there is um, a need for process that occurs. That's a little bit different in residential where you can walk up to your client on Friday and go, hey, I just got something new. You want to see something really cool? And they go, yeah, that sounds cool. Well, now- in commercial, you may not have that flexibility.
0: You just broke one of your golden rules. You don't do that on Friday. You've told me that I for I said I show it to him. Okay. It to him. <laughs> All right. Uh,
2: Nothing new after two. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. New after
0: don't two. upgrade firmware. This is this is from Uncle Richie's Bible. You don't upgrade firmware um, on a Friday, and you don't do it remotely. Those are two, you know, absolute no nos. Uh, Bernard, from from your standpoint, take what what Rich had to say, and and, and com- compare it to the to the commercial side. What makes these systems so dramatically different?
1: Well, we we do a little bit of both. We definitely do a lot more commercial. But I think what the difference in the two is just the, I call it the project pacing. Uh, Rich touched on something regarding the personality of the uh, the system, and that's very true. Because at the end of the day, uh, the user interface is more of an extension of the homeowner on the resi side, Versus on the commercial side, you're trying to please a, a group of masses versus on the residential side, you're trying to please fewer people. And when you try to please fewer people, the customization typically goes you know, a little higher. And I think what the big, one of the biggest differences between the commercial and residential is the project pacing. Uh, you, typically, the residential jobs have a longer build cycle because sometimes the residential build cycle is longer than the commercial. And mm-hmm. then the struggle in which – by the time you specify the job initially to it breaks ground until it's completed, when the control system goes in, there's probably quite a bit of equipment turn, And at that point goes into what Rich has said is that the residential has to be a little more fluid than commercial because of the bill cycle of the residences. And that because the equipment changes so much, what may be in now may not be happening in 18 months, and there here comes a redesign. And from that redesign comes a control system redesign and here all the work you did ahead of time is no longer applicable because of the fact that so much equipment changed. And that's one of the things going in on the residential side because the build times seem to be, you know, because it's custom, seems to be a bit longer. And then the equipment life cycle is also a little somewhat shorter on the resi side.
0: All right, Steve, let's let's kind of bring this back around to, to you guys and, and how you work. Um... Working with with commercial because because control concepts primarily that's what you guys do. Um, when you're doing a, a commercial versus residential, um, how do you approach that? Like, how do you when when you when you start getting engaged either with with an integrator who's subbing you out or directly with with the end user, uh, technology manager or or corporation. What is your approach compared to, and, and Rich, will bring you on the back end of that, compared to, to, to Rich's approach, maybe?
3: So a lot of commercial these days has to do with standards and, and consistency and, and providing a, an experience that's the same from one space to another within a commercial facility. So one thing that needs to be done up front is to either identify an existing standard or to define a standard with the customer and, and having that opportunity to sit down with the customer and define a standard and that either goes from the user interface or uh, up to the actual functionality of a room and being able to discuss how that typical model then gets scaled from so space to space i think that that's a great exercise and that that seems to be what's discussed a lot these days um, and that there's there's a value to that because if you continue to work with the same customer you you've kind of established a, uh, a the the approach up front and then projects from then on become uh, a little bit you could hit the ground running because you you know what their expectations are and and you can you, they, although these, these standards do evolve, you, you at least have a starting point, and you, can, and, and, and you, you know that you're, the expectations are going to be met. And I think that from my limited experience in residential, and we have, we have done it many years ago, is that the, the customization as was brought up uh, or the expectations are hard to rein in because there, there are just so many possibilities whereas commercial i think can, can be a little bit more contained and especially if you can establish that up front um I, I think that that the the success of the project is more likely going going to be going to go well and 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 the outcome is going to be met
0: all right rich let, let's let's kind of bring this around it to you what is your approach when you again, are, are contacted either by the, by the homeowner's representative or the homeowner themselves. You know, when you when you start attacking uh, this project, what do you do first?
2: Well, I, I you know, I, I wanted to just kind of button up um, just what Bernard and Steve were saying that yeah. and some excellent points is that, and, and what we're speaking to as well, and I think that we need to make clear of is that in this instance, we're, te- we're generally speaking about a custom solution, okay, so a, a bespoke solution. I think in residential, the push that we've seen with um, you know, Control Force, Savant, Crestron King, uh, you know, um, and even some of the um, programming parties, third-party programmers out there are, are approaching a configurable system where you have a – like Steve was saying, a, 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 group, a, a set set of controls and kind of rein things in where people can stay within – um, a a, 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 defined set of goals and then make a couple of tweaks here and there, but mostly it's an a la carte menu. You get this, you get this, you get this, you don't really get to special order. Um, so to tie that in the first question that I, that I often look, cause again, I mean, I'm in a unique, unique situation where not only do I work with the homeowner, the end user, the owner's representative, sometimes I am the owner's representative. And other times, I work strictly for the integrator. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm brought in in a variety of different ways just because of the nature of what I've done over the years. And the first question that we look at is, what do you really need? Let, let's assess that first. You know, are we looking at a solution that really sounds cool but isn't going to deliver necessarily what you're looking for? And and more importantly, you know, and, and I guess the, the key you know, thinking more about the commercial side and, and the residential side, commercial is purpose driven towards achieving work, getting work done. Residential is centered around entertainment. Okay. They're leisure activities and relaxing. It's a completely different mindset. And so, you know, there's a completely different um, emotional approach to it. And, and and we look at that, there is a human element to it where, no, we are not dealing with you know, 50 different people in a room that come in that maybe have never used a control system before. We're dealing with somebody who says, I want this. This is what I've seen. This is what I want. This is a reflection of me. So that that is the part that we go into, which is we take, um, you know, a backwards approach, a holistic approach, I guess. You know, again, here's the West Coast vibe, right? Um, but we've always looked at our, we've always called them the practical rules of home automation. And we found that there's only about six or seven things that people really focus on in a home first they want it on they want it off they want it warmer they want it cooler they want it brighter they want it dimmer they want it louder they want it softer and so our first approach always is we need to meet these objectives first okay let's define what these objectives are now once we've decided that those are in place let's talk about the fun stuff and then we start extrapolating from there and then that really starts getting into build cycle um, and Bernard made a great point, You know, residential and the consumer marketplace, we, it's just, the turnover is faster. It changes every year, if not within every three quarters. I mean, today, Apple just introduced some new widgets that they're going to be adding to the Apple TV. Yeah. Those are the things that we're going to have to prepare for. You don't see necessarily that speed in the evolution in a video codec or, um, you know, a, a, a multiple room combining system, you know, or, or an audio conferencing system. I mean, it's just, they're, they're completely different animals. And so there was a speed where, I mean, I've had seven year build cycles where from when we started on a project to the day that we handed over the UI, it was seven years.
0: Holy cow. I'm
2: sorry, yeah, It was huge. I mean, it was, a, it was, a, it was an incredible project, but you know, I mean, it, we started from day one from the architectural side of things. Um, so, so, you know, our approach has always been do you need custom? And if you need custom, then you need somebody to walk you through the process. And, and we, as technologists and a technology advisor, are going to step you um, through each part of the process where we find that the control system programmers tend to be more integrally related to the design of the system. Um, in commercial, a lot of times you're working off a of spec, something that's been generated, not necessarily by the integrator or even by that control systems programmer. They are coming in and, and here's the scope of work and here are the keys. And sometimes even the panels, you know, we've seen it before the yeah. panels are laid out for us. You have to reach this, this button shall be here. You know, these square buttons here and, and they provided, you know, snapshots of it. Um, and, and not to say that residential is loosey goosey at all. I think that's sometimes the knock that's made towards residential is that it's just we're pure rock and roll and we're just, you know, we're cowboys and we're flying off the seat of our pants. I think it's just that we understand our market and our market is different and our market tends to be a little bit more fluid. And so what we normally tell people is that, look, you know, I'm not going to come in and put it in a huddle space and be gone in six months and maybe you'll call me when the next huddle space comes around. We're forming a relationship. You know, I am somebody who's going to be with you now, probably watching your kids grow up and, and and you know I've got clients 22, 23 years now. Wow. Um, and and you know and and we've in many have become friends and, and it is a relationship and so that's what we find is that we have the luxury I think of being able to um, make use of that relationship and as the technology changes and we find that our, our UIs grow. Um, you know we've always said that look we're going to give you if you've never had an, if you've never had an integrated system before. Your first pass is going to be automation 101. Here are those, you know, seven or eight principles that we've decided on. Six months from now, we're going to come back and we're going to say, okay, what did you like, or what are the things that you go, hey, it would be nice if dot dot dot. Then we're going to build and scale upon that. We're going to come back a year from now. We're going to say, okay, there's some new things that have happened. There's new technology, and and so it it's it's an organism. I think in a house we find more, and um, it's a lot of fun. But you know, it definitely requires. Um, from a customer service aspect, um, you, we, we, we reinforce the fact that our programming fees are simply a part of what we do. Um, there's a lot more, and, and, and the fees and the relationship that goes around with it is not just, here's a scope of work, deliver the goods, shake their hands and walk out the door.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, that, and that's one aspect that, that is drastically different between residential and, and commercial is the fact that of, of not only the relationship, yes, we have relationships in, in, in commercial but first of all, it's it's who you have that relationship with, right? A lot of times, it's not the decision maker; it's the technology manager. Um, if you're lucky enough to have one with the CTO or the CIO, great, you know, awesome. But even that person is not the ultimate decision maker because a lot of times it does come down to a a, a, a touch panel by committee, uh, which is not a, a great uh, place to be sometimes. Uh, Bernard, talk for a second about uh, the different skill sets you need uh, between programming in in a home and programming in a a pro environment
1: uh i think the difference in skill sets is one uh, determining functionality and based on the functionality is that truly what they're asking you know i think the interview process on the residential side is a lot more intense in order to have a successful project you know you need to be able to sit down with the you know hopefully the the homeowner or homeowner's representative and say what is their exposure to technology today? Do they still have a bag phone or a flip phone, or do they have a smartphone? Oh, geez, wow. But but those are the type of questions you need to figure out, that where is the homeowner homeowner at, as far as technology and their comfort level, in order to deliver the system. Because if you have a, a homeowner that still has a flip phone, it's a wholly different approach versus someone who's getting the new smartphone every six months as soon as it's released. And I think trying to... Gather that information before you go down the path of developing the control system and UIs is a really critical path that you have to do well in advance of doing the work because of the fact that depending on when the homeowner wants, drastically changes the user experience that you put together. Versus on the commercial side, there are some standards that can't put the bumpers on the road, and then from there you're driving in the lanes versus on the residential side, you need to determine what highway you're going to get on first.
0: Alright, real quickly, show of hands, who of of the four of us who all had a bag phone?
2: A bag phone? A Can't bag say phone. I did. You didn't no, have a bag I phone? Really? My dad did. Okay. My dad did.
0: I'm surprised. You 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 strike me as you know as a...
2: I think I think I jumped kind of straight into the uh Straight into a from a flip into the very first smartphone, the uh, the Treo.
0: No, no, even not even. The yeah, the, the the very first Treo was was uh, the trio three hundred, I think. No, we're talking bag phone like the the Zach Morris pre precursor. You didn't have one back then.
2: I I at that point I think I was still on a
1: pager.
0: Wow. All right. Uh, but you never
1: complained st- about battery life, did you? No, <laughs> no,
0: you didn't. Uh, you complained about the bill, but that's a whole other story. Um, Steve, real quickly. uh it, when it commercial versus versus residential is it is there maybe one particular type of person that's like you you definitely should be in in residential or you definitely should be a a commercial programmer
3: so so for me it kind of breaks down What one where we where we started to tail off and and there's a few different reasons why we chose to go down the commercial road is you you really need to be proficient in the different lines of equipment and and i felt like it's was really hard to keep up on the, the latest and greatest technology on both sides. So, so if you do happen to have more of an affinity, <clears throat> excuse me, toward, toward the, the residential toys, whether you're working with them at home or whether it's just something that you read up about or you, or you like to, to work with, I think that that that's one, one direction you can go in. I mean, I think that one of the, the biggest differences between the two is, Conferencing on the the uh, um, commercial side and and on the residential side, um, multi points of control. I think that, that those are co- kind of the two differentiators. I think because we although you may have more than one po- touch panel in a system on the commercial side, many times you don't have to account for four or five touch panels doing different things at the same time, which is what what you would see in the in a larger residential system. Um, I, I think you know having the patience and the discipline and the, and the customer savviness certainly is a is a requirement on the residential side. Whereas I think on the commercial side, as long as you can talk tech and you can and, and and you are respectful and and you do your job, I think that you can be successful. I think you have to have a little bit more of the interpersonal skills probably on the residential side and dealing with the homeowners, you know, the patients and. And, and the, the aesthetics certainly uh, are a lot more uh, valued on, on the residential side over the commercial side. Um, one, one thing just to comment on what Rich was saying earlier about is as far as having specs and scope on, on the commercial side, I would, I would love to say that that happens all the time. But, uh, but many times, we, we are left to our own devices to, to come up and define functionality, which, is, which is, to me, I think, is the big challenge in, in what we do in general.
0: Yeah that that, and that is unfortunate. Um I, I will say this one of the one of the many times that Rich has helped me out. Um he, we did a, a team viewer and and I was looking at his program and it was probably I don't know some 1500,000 square foot mansion and he's showing me we were in uh, simple windows and he's showing me the different drop down. And I, and I was like, Oh my gosh, because he had and, and it. And good. You know, it's, it's how his brain works. It, he had each individual room separated and he has this drop down and it keeps going and going and going and going. It's like, good night. I want to say you had like 10 or 12 touch panels in this, in this system. And I, like, like Steve said, each one did the different thing. Cause it was for a different room. And yeah, it's, it's a whole different animal. Um, rich i'm gonna t- t- kind of bug you on this one um which one's easier <laughs> for to, to program or or to deal with from a from a programming standpoint
2: for me personally um commercials a cakewalk okay. I, I i love commercial in that respect because um typically it's like we were just saying it's purpose-driven um and for us coming from residential it, it i feel that it's it's um, easier to make the jump from commercial to residential than from residential to commercial. Personally, okay. um, because in residential you're just you're given more leeway. I, I just that's the reality of it. It's just historically in my projects I'm given a lot more leeway in residential, and I can show off my artistry, for lack of a better word. And so when we come into commercial and we come in with, you know, these UIs, and we're like, oh, by the way, you know, yes, it's functional, but check this out. Um, and and we're and in our case we're able to rely on 20 plus odd years of literally thousands of different <laughs> UIs, right? Styles, yeah. shapes, approaches, all of these things. Where of you know, like Steve was saying is that that yeah, you know there's there's um, you know or actually what Bernard was saying is that you know the bumpers are there on the road, which is a perfect a perfect analogy. It's kind of like bumper Boys. like bang 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 bang. You know you stay within the center. And from the resi side, we are given, uh, you know, depending on the project, you know, we're given a little bit more leeway and we come into it. Personally, I like it because, you know, we can come in, um, somebody more often than not, (laughs) like Steve pointed out, more often than not is giving us direction and saying, here's, here's, you know, here's the lines that you can draw between. And we go, okay, great. And within that, you know, we're going to add our flair or our twist to it. Um. You know, a lot of times when I get involved in commercial projects, again, I'm I'm kind of lucky in that I normally am I'm normally at the behest of the CEO, um, or the chairman, and we're doing the executive boardroom. And so I'm a little bit lucky when I can have a conversation with somebody and go, by the way, that guy is writing the checks in because he said so.
1: Um,
2: Where I, you know, we don't necessarily have to deal with um, touch panel design by committee. We, we are, um, we are given some very specific marching orders and, and that's great. Um, not always, but, but, you know, it does give us a little bit more leeway to be part of the, um, the design side of, of the team. And, and, uh, you know, I think that when you're dealing with a residential, you are, hopefully if you're doing it right, you are not necessarily being lumped with the rank and file side. You are part of the design process where you should be working in partnership with the architect, the general contractor, the interior designer, um, and the homeowner, and you're, and you're working cohesively, um, which is a little bit different than coming in and saying, here's the spec. And, and again, with, when you've got relationships with an integrator, with a specifier, or with a design house, you know, again, you're maximizing it because you can come in and say, you know, these are our guys, and our guys are going to do it this way, and away we go. And that's going to be the nature of any successful company. I think, I, I think what we're talking about in this moment is what are the guys who are starting out or saying, gosh, maybe I'm in commercial and I want to do residential or maybe I'm residential and I want to do commercial and, and breaking in, you know, how do you break in where, where, where do you try to unseat, you know, what is it? If, if they want to come at the King, they best not miss, Yes, uh, you know, with, with Bernard and Steve and Scott Samson, And, you know, I mean, guys who are doing great work out there. Um, and. You know, I, I, for me, like I said, I, I, you know, do I find commercial easier? I find it, I, I, find that there is less, um, there's, there's less that I have to do on the interview side. Like Bernard was saying, is that it is not necessarily as um, resource intensive from a communication standpoint. Um, we can come in, we can get the job done, we can, we can get in, get out, get paid. Is kind of the way that we look at those. Yeah. Um, you know, not always does it happen. You know that way because I mean, scope creep happens anywhere. I, mean, I don't care what what project you're doing. You're going to have scope creep no matter what. You know, how good you can manage it depends on how good you're managing your company. Um, and it's fun. I mean, I I like it because it's a change of pace. You know, and I also do like it because I know that you know if we are working on this project, I'm there from eight to five, and I'm there from Monday to Friday, and you know only if I'm coming in on a weekend or something like that. It, Everybody fully acknowledges it and and we can go and, you know, if it doesn't get done today, we pick it up on the next part of the project cycle. Um, So there's some relief in that is it doesn't feel like we're constantly in crisis management mode. And I find that when building a house and residential construction, you're constantly riding the wave of crisis management, you know, and, and you have to be a bit of an adrenaline junkie in that respect. I mean, I, I know that I'm absolutely a masochist in that respect and that I seek out those projects. Yeah. I look for those projects that if it's gonna be gnarly, if everybody's going, I do not want to get involved in that, I'm the first one raising my hand going, this is gonna be awesome, <laughs> you <know? laughs>
0: yeah, that Yeah, that, that's that actually one, one of the reasons why I like Rich. So, um... Uh, Bernard, talk for a second about what Rich mentioned about maybe you're in commercial and you want to get into residential, you're in residential and you want to get into commercial. What are some of the the tools, uh, the skills that you have sitting in one that are going to be helpful in the other?
1: I think the biggest thing is going to be understanding your audience. I think the biggest difference between uh, jumping between commercial and residential is Usually, on a commercial p- project, there's not as much of a blank sheet of paper to start from. On a residential, you are just starting from a complete blank sheet of paper. Um, and I think having to st- understanding your processes to basically put something on that piece of paper to make it a deliverable is a much bigger task in the residential side than on the commercial side because more hands have touched the commercial side at that point because they at least say, hey, here's a space, we need some AC, we need some power there's some type of consultant involved or something to say, hey, we need power and data in this area versus on the residential, that could be an afterthought. So really the communication skills of gathering data, documenting the data, and being able to pull off that data when you need it, I think is much more critical on a successful residential project because, once again, because of the build times being longer, so many things change, you need to be able to keep up with that documentation a lot more. Fluently. now granted the commercial projects move a little bit quicker so therefore those doc you get same thing happens on the documentation side but I think you don't have such a blank sheet of paper to start off with, that makes any sense
0: no it makes complete sense yeah you're right because a lot of times you know nine times out of ten when 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 you're the programmer at least for, for an integration house you're gonna see those drawings you, you're you're you are not help most of the time you're not helping build those drawings you're getting you know at least a, a, a simple scope of work and, and at least a, a, a product list. So Mm -hmm. Steve, we're going to start with you and, and and I'm going to ask all three of you this. So you, you other two can start formulating your, your responses, whether it's commercial or residential or both, what does success look like at the end of the, of the, at the end of the day?
3: The easy answer is a, a, a satisfied client. But, um, I, I think the, we're all after the user experience. And I think that that's a big buzzword right now. Um, I think that we're also looking at trying to be future-proof. So I, I think whether it is commercial or residential, uh, if you're in for the long haul and if you're relationship-based, you're you're thinking about how are these systems going to evolve. So am I? How am I building my program now? And how am I having conversations now, thinking about what they're going to ask for next? And I, I think that that. Uh, we're, there's always going to be changes and modifications and updates, and and in, in the commercial side, it's usually more systems another building, whatever it might be, and and I, I would imagine in residential, it, it could be another residence or or expanding upon the system within a home. Um, we, we need to be able to make the the programs and 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 what we've built the the infrastructure to uh, as a good foundation, so that. That when the, when the customer comes to you for the next step or for their next request, it it is reasonable in terms of the effort to get it done. And I think most importantly, above all, is is be be available for support and and be be able to to be be a partner to whomever you're working with and know that the that that, that they can come to you and that, that it, you, you're not looking at just the finish line, but you're looking at what do I have to do to, to kind of maintain the satisfaction of the customer.
0: All right. Bernard, from your standpoint, what is, what does success look like?
1: I think what success looks like would be would the would the person, the end user want to do another control system, either mm-hmm. in their next residence or their next conference room. And I think that the simple answer is if that answer is yes, then I think that means the project was successful overall, meaning the home, the homeowner on the residential side said, hey, I want to take this journey again on my next residential side of it means that the first deployment of it went okay. And then the commercial side, if they want to do another build out of another space with it, the same thing applies. So therefore, if they're willing to do another control system, then most likely then the first one went okay.
0: All right. Very good. Uncle Richie, you'll have the last word on this, sir. What does what does success look like?
2: I got paid. (laughs) 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 They cut that check, baby. (laughs) And
0: there he has it.
2: (laughs) Uh, But you know, in all all seriousness, when I've done it right, um, my client is more of an expert on their system than I am. Hmm. When when they call me and say, "Hey, you know," we've been using this, uh, by the way, how about this? And, 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 and that we built in the scalability and go, yeah, cool. No problem. Uh, and, and, and those are fun. That, that's the satisfying part, um, where, you know, all happen to be over and, um, you know, I'll be with my client for whatever reason. And, you know, somebody may be coming over and before I can even start, they're already walking them over and, and, and going, you know, here's some cool stuff. And, 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 and we, you know, th- that's the most gratifying part when I've done something really fun and they're actually using the thing that I thought was fun and they think it's fun, um, and, and it's entertainment and, 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 and that the music and, and that, the, that our system is actually delivering the comfort and the ease um, towards their lifestyle, and, and we're hitting those, those, those key marks. And again, like I said, I mean, it's constantly that West Coast thing, man, but it is, it's, it's that holistic part, which is, you know, they are... They are in tune with their environment and the technology is what's delivering it.
1: Yeah. I, I think also the first use on the residential side. If you get you know, that first cookout, the first party on the residential side, if you're invited to the party and you see it go off about a hitch, that's a sign of a good successful project. Yeah. Versus the first, you know, there's, there's you know, something about on the residential thing when the person has that first pool party, that first barbecue or whatever, and you're there, the music's playing, everybody's having a great time. Then you know you've had a successful project.
2: Yeah, yeah, when you get invited, you know you know you're, you know you're exactly. And your when tools you stay
3: in the car. Are.
0: Yeah, when uh, when, but... when you get invited to the cookout and you're not on the menu, that's a good one. All right, guys, that's gonna do it. Bernard, thank you so much again, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for it's having. Always us. good to have you. Uh, how do people find you or ICS?
1: Uh, just hit us at the website at www.icsplusonline.com. All
0: right, Mister Fergosa, thank you again, sir, as always
2: uh oh i got it right that time right off the shot in case you are not in case you are not watching um best place to find me is on the twitter at r um you can also find me on uh, electronichouse.com cepro.com um and and hopefully uh, getting ready to go under redesign for fregosadesign.com because as him pointed out and several other people have pointed out the uh the last social media side from the website uh, still reflected Steve Jobs' death. So uh, when well, they've been able to make a movie since then, I think it's time for, for a slight refresh. A,
0: a couple of okay. movies, actually. Um, <laughs> real quickly about Electronic House. They, they've actually gone through a redesign themselves. Uh, so check that out. Uh, Rich has started to write for him. A couple other of uh, friends of AV Nation have started writing for him. So yeah, good, good job there from uh, our buddies over at EH. So yeah, good job. Uh, also, Mr. Greenblatt, sir, thank you so much.
3: You're welcome. As always, uh, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media. Website for my company is controlconcepts.net. And we, too, are going to be doing a redesign and a branding refresh. So uh, check us out uh, around uh, Infocom time. We'll ha- be announcing. Mm. Yep. That's it's a
0: good a teaser there. Breaking news. Breaking news. Fun, fun Steve project. is getting a new website. Um, do new logo and everything. <laughs> a new logo? Yeah, Sweet. why not? Yeah, oh, what the heck? Time. Uh, that that is
2: the work. That is that. That is that is what marriage does. He just gets. Oh, <laughs> yes, if, if you missed it, Mr. Greenblatt
0: as, recently uh, traded nuptials with a with a very fine young lady. So,
2: and the best line I have ever heard from this uh, from Mr. Levecchia as uh, Mr. Greenblatt out uh, Mr. Greenblatt out kicked his coverage.
3: <laughs> very nice. Bernard can attest he was there.
0: all right uh don't follow me on twitter or anything uh, but go by the website i mentioned uh, our residential and our commercial show uh one's on mondays one's on fridays so you can you can watch both during the uh avnation.tv avnation.tv you'll find this program those programs and a host of others uh you'll find uh, a brand new uh ed tech coming down the pipeline uh, and also a brand new uh, av social so avnation.tv avnation.tv thanks so much for listening Thanks so much for watching. This has been a State of Control.